Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This hour is brought to you by Kubota Tractor and MB Tractor and Equipment, Tilton, New Hampshire. Now back to EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. kind of far into the week about where the team may finish. There's the Buffalo game before. There's the, the risk-reward of injury versus preparation. How do you how do you decide how to best approach you know a game like this? Uh, to try to just you know stay on track with what we've been doing, and you know I think when we had good weeks of preparation, good um, um, you know preparation practice. Um, you know, energy into the game, mindset, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, all that, all, however all that comes together, you know, that we've, we've been a lot better than when we haven't. So we're going to try to build that consistency and, um, you know, it's a good opportunity, obviously, you know, Miami's a good football team. We know them well, um, you know, they know us well, so that's a, you know, it's a good, we haven't played each other all year, but uh, it's been you know, overall, it's a lot of familiarity between the two teams, and and so this would be a good opportunity for us to really hone in on you know our fundamentals, our our execution, our communication, and um, you know worry about next week, next week. The second hour of late night on WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven or the text line three seven ninety three seven. You could have let that Run DMC run a little bit. No, don't worry about it now. It's kind of training day here. Just not like Denzel Washington training day. Josh, Justin, thank you guys so much for being here. Josh is the newbie. So don't be like, uh, what's the guy's name? Not Denzel, but the guy who's riding with Denzel on training day. You like to get wet. You've seen training day guys, right? Uh, what if I told you I haven't? Oh my, He's heard it's a an, lot from me. So. It's, it's, a, it's an Oscar winning film. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you guys, it's called training day. You're training, but yeah, that's Belichick talking with the press saying look there cannot be any let up when it comes to the preparation for Miami there's there's nothing beneficial for this team for for the cadence for the balance to start thinking about where you may be on playoff Sunday for the wild card let next week come when next week comes anything can happen even with some of these teams that seem to have everything sewn up you just don't know what will happen in the last game I had a driver's ed teacher who true story I was like 10th grade said look because we caught some of us in biology like doing our driver's ed homework because it was like the next class and he said if there's one thing I would tell you is if you're moving too slow with the grain of traffic you're more dangerous to yourself and others than even if everybody's speeding a little and that has to be the approach with this Dolphins game you cannot slow down because when you slow things down to try and think about the next week somebody's going to get hurt and that's not, there's zero room for error with this team when you think about, especially, think about the running game, right? 
Go back to week 12 when both Ramondre Stevenson. How do you think the Patriots approach the game Sunday in Miami? They have a slim. Evan, and what was the guy's name in training day? Uh, it was Denzel. I can't remember the other guy's name, but it had come to me or to come on the text line. As I was saying, when it comes to this final game of the season, the Patriots know that, look, it's very important to continue to show dominance, to be able to show that there's something to build on from that Jags game. Um, if there's one area that you might say, hey, how do you keep someone a little bit healthy? It would be Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. How do you do that? Maybe you work Taylor and Bolden a little more. Maybe you work Bolden in the in the pass game to see a couple of things, to test a few things out. You still want to go in there, win the game, and you want to get out safely with no injury. But, it, you know, like I was saying, when you think back to Week 12, you know, both Stevenson and Harris were both in the concussion protocol at the same time. Harris with the, 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 the hamstring, so forth. So we're not talking a long time ago that these guys have had some, bang, some banged up. Stevenson's obviously recovered because uh, he was in COVID protocol, if you remember, as well. Uh, just, uh, what was that, right before the Buffalo game. So uh, there are some areas where you're not going to want to hit the gas so much. But I think, you know, one of the areas is you don't want to have Mac Jones dropping back a whole lot. Like, you know, like this would not be the game to see. Can Mac throw for 500? No, don't <laughs> Don't do that because going into the next week, and if we're talking about can Brian Hoyer win a playoff game, <laughs> like, bro, the last time Brian Hoyer was the dedicated starter, Colin Kaepernick was his backup. Those 49er teams were god-awful. Tommy Kern was on Gresham Keefe earlier, and he says, look, there should be no foot off the gas with Miami. He says the same thing. How do you think the Patriots approach the game Sunday in Miami? They have a slim chance to still win the division, an even slimmer chance at the number one overall seed. Dolphins, meanwhile, have nothing to play for. Here's what's interesting. You know, at some point, we all remember the 2009 um, conversation that Belichick had with his coaches that was highlighted in A Football Life, where he said, look, we don't want to go out there and get anybody hurt in the final game and they got Wes Welker hurt in a meaningless game in Houston, relatively meaningless. And they lost pretty badly to the Baltimore Ravens. So that always lingers in the back of your mind. But on the other hand too, we've seen this team since the Buffalo road game, see its urgency level and agitation level wane a little bit in focus level and I think those are indicated by the penalties and the mistakes, unforced errors that they made. So I don't think that they can afford guys to, to throttle back. I think they have to stay with the same level of agitation and preparation and urgency. Maybe if you're up in the third quarter and it's, you know, 20 to seven, you can do that. But I, otherwise I think you have to go right through the tape. Don't you? Yeah, totally agree. Well, well, thanks for agreeing with me, but yeah, if there's something, that the Patriots probably want to see a little bit of, but can't see too much of is probably more Mac and Josh McDaniels, what they can do with the offense, do it early. I'm sure Brian Flores knows that that's what they want to do as well, but that's going to be key. Now, I don't think Mac is in the accolades, but I think some voters for rookie of the year are saying, okay, this will be Mac Jones week to potentially prove that he's the rookie of the year. Um, Dan Orlovsky thinks that Mac is. 
and he's played better than I anticipated him playing. What Jamar Chase has done is a bit obnoxious, and yesterday was absolutely outrageous. But I think the body of work by Mac Jones, taking over that football team and getting better and better, 21 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions, a QBR over 95, over 3,500 yards on an offense that, one, is run dominant, and two, doesn't have a difference maker as a weapon. There's some good pieces, but a difference maker, I think because of the performance over the course of the season, we've seen what, one? We've seen two poor performances by Mac Jones. Because of that, I say he's the rookie there, the guy that mm. touches the ball every single offensive rookie there, every single play, Mac Jones the rookie there. I disagree. I I got to give the edge to Jamar Chase simply because if Joe Burrow doesn't have Jamar Chase, you really have a sub-500. You might have a 500, just above 500 Bengals team. Where with Mac Jones, Mac is part of this system. You know, Mac has not put the Patriots on his back in any game to win a game. You know, Jamar Chase went out there against the Chiefs this weekend, this past weekend, and completely decimated them and reminded them that they can get got even with scoring 28 points in the first half. I mean, he literally went arcade mode on Madden on them. And that's the rookies don't do that. You're, he made the defense for the Chiefs look rookie. And that was the talk. Where with Mac, and again, I don't believe that Mac at this point, especially after the Indy and the second Buffalo game, that the, the, the there was a slowdown about rookie of the year talk. Before that, I, I'd even joke like we could just go ahead and polish off the award and go ahead and hand it to him then. You know, but yeah, I mean, I but I could see some of the arguments for him being the rookie of the year. No one expected the team to be a playoff team. You, you know, I mean, you could state the you know the obvious is like how often does a rookie take a, a team to the playoffs and so forth. I get that, but in the real body body politic of what happened this season, Mac Jones was not the reason why the Patriots won a bunch of games. He was a part of the running game is just as important, maybe if not a tad more important because if. If Mac was the rookie of the year, then I think come rain, hail, sleet, or snow in that Buffalo game, the first one, Mac would have thrown more than three times. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. We'll get to some of your comments shortly on do you think Mac is the rookie? Do you think it's Jamar Chase? Plus, uh, what do you think? Do the Patriots really need to have a dominant performance against the, the, the Dolphins this weekend leading into the playoffs? Uh, so Tommy Kern on uh, Pat's talk says, look, Tommy Kern and I seem to agree on a lot of things. He he doesn't think Mac is the rookie of the year. Who's Here's who he thinks. There's two candidates, Phil, really. It's Mac Jones and Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. And I have maintained for a long time that any end-of-year award where a quarterback is involved requires the quarterback to get all ties going his way because he handles the ball more, because it rests on him more. In order for a quarterback to be unseated for an MVP by a position player or anything like that, or offensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, that position player who's non-quarterback has to go off the charts. I think Jamar Chase has done it in the last two weeks. I'm probably going to go Jamar Chase with my vote. That's a smart way to go. Because remember, think about the narrative going into the beginning of the season for both of those players. Remember, Jamar Chase was dropping a bunch of balls in preseason. And the, the knock on him was, like, he would said, well, the balls are kind of different. You know, like, in college, they've got the little white stripe on the ball, and I can see the white stripe better versus these. Well, yeah, that problem's gone away. And let's be honest. 
because he's on that field. And even I remember with some Sunday shows that Barrett and I did around draft season uh, earlier, well, late, well, beginning of last year, 2020. I still write down 2021. <laughs> it's bad. 10 days in almost, KJ? Come on, please. Uh, but I was under the, the guise of like, hey, look, the way Joe Burrow broke his leg last year, uh, why are you not going to go get Panay Sewell immediately? I mean, if you saw how bad Joe Burrow went down, it was the left tackle whiffing, you know. But I was wrong because if they did get a receiver, they went and got the one that Joe Burrow played with at LSU, and that play, played a big factor. I remember, and I don't know, Justin, if you remember seeing this, because this one, like that LSU team was interesting for college football stories when Joe Burrow was there. But they used to do this this uh, technique I used to, I was a receiver in high school and they would run like to windows like inside of a gym and Joe Burrow would have to throw the ball in the window and the receiver would have to put their hands in but not their face so they would have to trust the ball coming in with their hands even more so than with their eyes that's why Justin Jefferson for the Vikings is running is is off the charts and Jamar Chase those were Joe Burrow's two receivers in college so Justin Chase, I mean, sorry, Jamar Chase has just absolutely proved that, you know, look, uh, the the stripe not being on the ball is not the problem. Where with Mac Jones, it, I think it's good because it'd be one less thing that has to be discussed going into the playoffs. You're the rookie of the year, this, that, and the third, and running all these highlights. And, and you know, Mac has done very well with all the excess talk that's been going on uh, regarding his talent. You know, or even his jersey sales. I mentioned probably three weeks ago, a classmate of mine down in Philadelphia is like, man, I can't find a Mac Jones jersey anywhere for Christmas. Can you help me? I was like, wow. You know, like He's like, yeah, my 10-year-old stepson loves him. So there's there's a little bit of pressure in there when kids are like, hey, I like Mac Jones. You're the, you're the player that young kids are taking interest in the game in and now want to throw the football and emulate you. You've accomplished a lot, but I think in the grander scheme of what the Patriots are, you have the right veterans around you. You have guys who've been all the way through it. You've also got players and even teammates who, you know, this is their first year too. I mean, I mean, it's, think about how good it must be for him to have Christian Barmore on the team, right? Like, you're the rookie of the New England Patriots. You're replacing Tom Brady. You don't know what the fan base is going to give you. People said that you were supposed to go here. You know, you're supposed to be the number three quarterback taken. And at 15, are you good enough? Well, at least you know there's a guy from practice and that's pretty good that's on the team that at least there's some type of semblance of of normalcy for you. And I think Mac is a pre, uh, I think he's handled that extremely well this year. All right, 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Next, uh, the Antonio Brown story gets even crazier. The story with Aaron Rodgers it's it, it, you want to hang out the next seven minutes is going to be pretty interesting here on WEEI. But now it's time to trend with Justin. For nearly 30 years, the home of the Boston sports fan. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots, they're getting set to take on the Miami Dolphins this Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. Nelson Aguilar was back at practice today after clearing concussion protocol, but was limited. As, as for the Patriots, the only injured player was Kyle Duggar. He missed practice with a hand injury, so the Patriots pretty healthy late in the season here, KJ. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially released wide receiver Antonio Brown today. A statement released by the Bucs says Antonio Brown was cleared to play prior to the game 
And at no point during the game did he indicate to the medical staff he could not play. The Bucks said they've even tried to arrange an evaluation by an outside orthopedic specialist, but AB has not complied. The Celtics, oh, the Celtics. They lost to the New York Knicks tonight, 108-105. The Seas held a 25-point lead at one point in this one. That's right, 25. Remember the former Celtic Evan Fournier? Remember him? He dropped 41 points. Did he have 41 points when he was here? I don't think he did. Remember, his first game here, he didn't score a bucket. Did he go for like 0 for 10? 0 for 10, no points in his first game here. Uh, as for the Celtics, they got outscored 31 to 21 in the fourth quarter. That's kind of a recipe for disaster. The Celtics, they're now officially in lottery position. So get excited at the moment with an 18 and 21 record. And they currently sit at 11th place in the Eastern Conference. Things didn't get much better for the other team at the TD Garden as the Bruins fell to the Minnesota Wild 3 to 2 tonight. But help is on the way for the Bruins as Tuka Rask has signed a professional trial contract with the Providence Bruins. Tuka says that he will be back in Boston with the main club, the Boston Bruins, next week. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Getting you back to more EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Do I agree with Brady? Um, Brown needs psychiatric help. He has emotional problems. There's no question in my mind that's true. And he's not the only one. This big-time sports, particularly football and basketball, you got a lot of crazy people in there. And, you know, a lot of them are ill. But we can't have them doing running wild. But we should be compassionate to the illness. Ah, Bill O'Reilly pops his head back up. I thought you died when Ludacris pretty much went savage on you. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Bill O'Reilly saying, look. Basketball players and football players tend to be a little off in the head. Maybe you should start going to some of these high school and seeing who these girls are choosing as their prom date. <laughs> then you might change your mind about that. Oops, did I say that? Well, so here's what I'm going to do first regarding the Antonio Brown situation. I made a statement along the lines of saying that, look, m- people could recognize that there might be some type of mental illness going on there. Um, and... I was happy for the compassion and even some of the things that Tom had said. And it had thought me, it brought me back to a, a situation that I know that happened in real life. A guy, my, a, a guy friend of mine uh, was in one of the service branches. I won't say which one because they might call him up. But wanted to get out. And so he started pretending he was dribbling a basketball everywhere. Everywhere he went, just pretend. Started in moves and everything. It was like, ah, <sighs> So... While the disciplines and the yells and screams didn't work or the reprimands didn't work, they started thinking maybe this person has a mental illness. 
So the day, this final day in service, call them into the office, letting them know we're releasing you, we're giving you a medical release to get out as he's dribbling this pretend basketball. True story. Soon as he signs his name on the dotted line, he takes this pretend basketball, sticks it on a pretend shelf. And the person in charge says, well, well, what just happened? He said, game over. I'm not saying that Antonio Brown is, has a game going on, but I also cannot say that mental illness is at play either. I'm not even going to touch the salacious story with the, the clout-chasing chick, which, man, you know, like, you'd be surprised how, how sometimes I can wake up like Eddie Murphy and coming to America like, hey, yes, it is my birthday when you've got a 25-year-old daughter who's, like, you know, going to graduate school. A lot of 25-year-olds will go right to that social media and lick a toilet and say, I'm famous. I want to be famous. So whether she was or wasn't with Antonio Brown, that is sub, that's subset to the story. She also apparently tested positive. So I don't, I'm not even going to ask for what. <laughs> that's a good, good thing. I'm just saying, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot more things than 19 out there, I'm trying to tell you, especially when you're chasing clout. But I could care less who she is. I could care less to... Her link to the story, though someone did point out that the Glazier family might own the Daily Mail UK, (laughs) where the story originated, and own the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm I'm just saying, I work in this machine, I'm only saying. But Antonio Brown, uh, of course today, pretty much came out and went straight Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Parts one and two. The photos of his ankle, which you're like, that's... Either he's the elephant man or something is wrong with that ankle. His his allegations that, uh, and I think this is where, where it got dangerous and was pretty interesting of what, what, what the Bucks ended up doing is when he, he it, it intimated that they may have given, given him a sometimes dangerous painkiller. You all, you know, you, whoa, that's a dangerous line there because now you're saying pretty much uh, they're injecting something that isn't necessarily on the up and up in that organization. It's it's ugly, but in the in the in the in the vein of the story of the boy who cried wolf, do remember the wolf did show up. It's just that with Antonio Brown, this may be in reverse. All those other times he cried wolf, this may be something. There may be a something something. Like I'm the person who watched Bruce Arians talk today, and you'll hear from him in a second about everything that was going on after the game. He didn't do the press conference sunglasses. I was watching those eyes dart everywhere. And, you know, those body language experts can tell you, like, you know, when a person asks, you ask them a really tough question, they look up, they're trying to search for the truth. <laughs> those eyes were searching everywhere for answers. Today he had on sunglasses. I just noticed things like that. But the A.B. situation, he claims that they knew the Buccaneers, specifically Bruce Arians in these texts, allegedly, knew that he was injured. Uh, in these texts, Brown says that he was going to try everything he could do and then claimed that during the game, the pain just became worse and he really couldn't hang with it. For those people who say, well, yeah, look at the way he ran off the field. Look, trust me, what these guys lift with their pinky toes, you would be screaming, oh, my God, my personal trainer is so tough. You cannot compare your body to an athlete's body unless you're an athlete. And that athlete would say, well, yeah, I mean, if I need to get to a locker room and I and I have a torn PCL and I don't know it, I might be able to get there. Me and you? We're screaming for our ancestors rolling around on the ground in pain. Rob Parker, Fox Sports, who's been known to say some pretty ill things, including about the Patriots and Pat's nation, believes that 
AB's issues falls in Bruce Arians and Tom Brady's lap. And they allowed him to sabotage everything that they had tried to get for him and only because they kept saying, oh, it's okay. Well, you know, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, okay. We know AB. Yeah, it's okay. And that's why I think, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not exonerating AB at all, but if you were to ask me to pick the order of the people who are to blame for this, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and A.B. Wow. I, I What? Duh, as some people say. I'm a big believer of, you know, look, if I steal from a bank, and I've never done that, I'm not going to blame the alarm system first. First it was the alarm system, then it was Barney Fife who was at fault, and then K.J. for being able to come into the bank and rob it. No. It all starts with A.B., and I'll tell you how. Remember the situation with the vaccination card and how, and I, even on this show, Justin, you may remember when I was talking about with Aaron Rodgers, and I'll get to Aaron Rodgers in a couple of minutes. I said, oh, wow. The Bucks are willing to use their franchise to keep Antonio Brown out of jail, right? Because punishable by law up to one year, you can get for falsifying a vaccination card. Now, I don't know if he factually did this, but this is why he was suspended by the team. So the Bucks had to believe that this had happened, this was the action that they had taken, and they were handling that. And like any good mob movie you've ever seen, that's called a favor. We kept you out of jail, A.B. Because there's a story of a guy who did that in Hawaii. Faked his Vax card, went to Hawaii, didn't want to quarantine for two weeks, and not that I agree or disagree, but I understand. I mean, if you're going all the way to Hawaii, you just going to sit for two weeks? I can't even get to the beach? No. Faked his Vax card, figured it out, got sentenced to one year in jail. Now, in this environment, like Bill O'Reilly said, oh, my God, all these guys get paid all this money. One could argue that A.B. should probably face the same consequences as any citizen would who faked a vaccination card. A.B. was kind of in debt now to the Bucks. Here's Rick Stroud. He works for the Tampa Bay Times. And he was on the Rich Eisen Show. And he talks about what, what might have been the atmosphere with the Bucks with Antonio Brown after this vaccination card thing went down. For a team that kept him despite the fake vaccination card that he handed in in a story that you broke a few weeks ago means there had to have been something going on behind the scenes. There had to have been something that we don't know about. Is there any sense that you can give us about what that something may be? Well, I, I think in general, and this is a, gener- a generalization, but, um, you know, ever since this thing happened with with, uh, uh, with the suspension, um, I don't think Antonio, since he returned, felt the same relationship or closeness with the organization for whatever reason, okay? Um, maybe that was because, uh, I, and I don't know that the Bucks are at fault here. Um, I, I just I don't know how to how to quantify that because that's that's Antonio's perception. But he definitely he definitely had a streak to him. We talked to him after the game, you know, when he had the ten catches for 101 yards um, at Carolina, his first game back, 
And he was paranoid. You know, he was sort of accusatory. I don't know who he was directing it at the media. He said people were trying to frame him. Um, you know, they talked about drama and all this sort of thing. Um, but there was a general sense, I think, among the team that he believed that something had changed. Yeah, if you've been caught with a fake vaccination card and you know that, like, everybody else will be in court ASAP, but you're not, and they get quiet around you, it's like the old Ghetto's Boy song. My mind's playing tricks on me. No, it's not. You know that they've kept you out of jail, potentially. They kept you out of jail. And so for Antonio Brown, it's like, okay, we've seen him burn bridges, and when he burns them, uh, he uses industrial strength chemicals when he does it. He turned on Bob Kraft after Bob Kraft gave him a shot here in New England, and that was dumb. He took heavy shots at the Raiders, but now it's almost like, well, does it seem completely crazy after what happened <laughs> with John Gruden? Like, But now with this, Antonio Brown has put him in a, himself in a situation where he knows that if he's in the wrong completely, he's completely done. But some say, well, why do you keep giving this guy a chance? Because in a league where if they know a guy works hard, and when he hits the field, there's no drama on the field and is a hard practice, goes fully hard, sometimes that's all these coaches care about. Organizations, different. Coaches, I need players. So Tom, who was being lauded last week, you know, after the game, showing compassion and thanking people for showing compassion to him, and then after A.B. is just kind of set fire to the rain, if I could quote Adele, has now, like, you know, gone after Alex Guerrero, has kind of, you know, not exactly been, thank you, Tom, for everything you've done. The press had to ask Tom about it today. This is what he said. What has transpired with Antonio Brown? I think there's a lot of personal, obviously, feelings. Um, I don't think there's really a week to discuss it, though. So, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can do as quarterback of the team and um, try to put together a great week, finish strong. Um I mean, you just always deal with different things over the course of the season. That's what we're doing this week. Ah, I feel for Tom. How do you say this is not the week to discuss it when you just discussed it earlier this week? They're kind of following up. Stories changing and evolving again. Justin, you have to be impressed because I've stayed away from the the toilet-licking stripper in all of this discussion with A.B., I am. I was I was actually genuinely concerned that that was going to go down a dark path, but we're good. We're staying away from it. She she made her money. A lot of strippers money. do end up going down yes. a dark path. Yes, they certainly do. I, you got the joke in there when I told you she tested positive. For what? That's a good one. That's a, it's a good one. I know that wasn't a joke. I, 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 I meant I'm COVID. Kidding. And you're right, though. She probably did have something else. Licking well, toilets is... Well, uh, as you said, this does go down a dark path, and probably her agent has told her, you know, once you go down that path, you can never work in this industry again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They do get told that. They got agents, too. <laughs> You're missing that one. But I think with this Antonio Brown situation, it it when you bring in lawyers, which he has done, and he's now suing the team, and he has pretty much said that he is done for the season. And the Bucks, I think, had to make the move to release him so that way they would no longer have to dis- discuss him. 
I found it very odd for a guy to no longer be on the team on Sunday, but as of Wednesday, he was still employed by the team. That almost says, hey, we're going to go get our legal eagles to get your legal eagles because there might be some legal eagles involved. That somewhere in the in, in the extremes of all the craziness lies some type of truth. And so who I mentioned, Bruce Arians, earlier, who after the Sunday game didn't have on sunglasses and those eyes were darting around like, Either dude is tweaking or he's looking for truth to today with the sunglasses on saying this is what happened with A.B. Here he is. In that game, did he ever ask the trainer or doctor about his ankle? He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. That was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. Uh, he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done, get the F out of here. And that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. We are work, we're working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. Hopefully it ends today. Boy, legal made sure that Bruce went through that minefield very carefully. I think the Squid Games is something here on this show. <laughs> what about the portion when they try and step on the glass? That's what Bruce Arian was avoiding. And I'm sure legal told him, like, look, you've got to be careful of what you say. Because what he just told you right there was that Antonio Brown didn't quit. He was fired on the spot. So I was wrong thinking that Antonio Brown quit his team, quit his job. He didn't quit. He got fired. Which I thought was the real case because when you get fired, you you know, you can't keep anything. Like, like oh, leave that helmet. That's our property. The shoulder pads, those are not your shoulder pads. Maybe they were. They could always FedEx those back. I don't, you know how many computers I've FedEx back in this industry? Hey, KJ, sorry things didn't work out. Can you send your computer back? Hey, guess what? I'm here with it right now. <laughs> I'm not getting anything lost in mail. But Antonio Brown has now revealed some form of truth that he didn't quit. That Bruce Arian fired him on the spot. And I do find it weird that someone who's fired on the spot is still employed three days later. It's just weird. It's a weird story. But the ball is now in Antonio Brown's court because with him being released and him putting out the statement saying, I'm going to get the surgery, I'll be back next year. If he pops up with the Green Bay Packers, then, oh, my gosh, the story just get even crazier. Oh, did I say Green Bay Packers? Listen to Hub Akersh. Uh, he's a sports writer for Pro Football Weekly on his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the MVP voting. And are you, did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization, and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is 
clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, the, the, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. Um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. Huh? That's the Scooby-Doo one. What? So now we're moral police? Oh, my gosh. Just imagine how the Heisman voting would have gone for a player at Alabama if he had a girlfriend that looked different than him, say, in 1965. I'm not voting for him for running back, and you know why? You see who his girlfriend is? He's worse than a coal miner's daughter. This is the problem with social media. It's why I stay away from it. I, I, I had one of the earlier accounts. I was like, with I think he's a the bum. Yeah, yeah. That's what Aaron Rodgers' response was. The guy's a bum. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. And if you want to make an argument, you'd say, okay, you can make an argument for Jonathan Taylor, but you can also make the argument that with the Colts losing last week, that Jonathan Taylor may be out of the argument because, hey, Green Bay, like that guy just said that he has hurt his team. Yeah, there are a lot of teams that would want to hurt with only two losses this year. Hurt me with that in the number one seed in the first week off in the playoffs. Hurt me with that, please. Look, what you personally think of Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm not that far off. I think he's a petulant child. I found it very interesting what Danica Patrick had to say about him when the two of them broke up. Quote from her Instagram post last March, quote, your relationships are mirrors. And this is kind of like one of those cryptic messages. Your relationships are mirrors. We can't receive what we don't believe. I made that up right now, but I'm sure I'm not the first. That's what she says. We see all of life through our own personal lens. What you seek is seeking you. What you get, you think you deserve. When you change, things you see change. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Because I've had a lot of females like dump me like that way. What she's pretty much saying is Aaron Rodgers, look in the mirror, and what you get is what what's happening to you is because of that's who you are. But it doesn't change the fact that he might be the MVP of the league. Dumb. How how out of hand. Willy-nilly. You heard it when we started the break. Bill O'Reilly said, well, you know, a lot of these basketball players and, and football players, you know, they're, they're mentally ill. Really? You're going there because we know the, because of the construct of those leagues are 70%. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I can't seem to think of what... What in football and basketball is at least 70% of? Ugh. Yeah. Come on. This is where social media has taken us. I think that this this Hubba Kush guy is going to lose his, his MVP vote. Actually, they said uh, Pro Football Focus said it today uh, in the Associated Press that he's not losing his vote. Surprise! He's not going to lose his vote, no. so we're, we're going the way of baseball. So there's no way Rodgers is unanimous because this guy will be voting. Well, not he, that should, he, abstain, been, he but... should abstain, right? Because if it's supposed to be a secret, if it's supposed to be a secret how people vote, he should abstain so at least you know who the one abstention was. He needs to abstain his vote. Because if we're going to start getting into the whole personal stuff, and, and 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 keep in mind, 
Aaron Rodgers has not been arrested for any crime. If anything that I think is still left is okay, he broke the rules of the NFLPA agreement and went in there maskless eight times. That's a $14,000 fine. You slip him a little slip and say, Aaron, you've got to pay about $132,000 for what you did. That's it. Didn't kill anybody. But yet, the first thing I hear people go right after is, as much money as these guys make. Bro, be good at what you do. Somebody, Somebody's making tons of money at what you do. If that's not you, don't be mad. Do research. At the same time, when some of these players say, well, you know, these people say all these things and they've never played a game in their life. Well, neither has your owner. <laughs> your general manager's probably never played football. Oh, he plays in the backyard with his kids. There has to be some kind of better understanding between us who talk and those who play. And the reason why I say that is because those who talk, yes, we do need to be a little bit smarter. And those who play, eh, sometimes kind of ignore us a little. It's okay. I, I do it at home. Dad, dad, dad is my child. Dad, dad. I figured like, okay, I get it on the sixth ring, right? Because if I answered every single time, guess what my child's going to think? They can do this over and over and over again. That's social media. All right, we'll talk about the bees a little bit here and wrap it up next here on Late Night with KJ on WEEI. Thanks so much for hanging out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast more of what you want to hear eei late night with kj on eei yeah late night weei part of the weei sports radio network let that rock a little right there One of the few times that Michael Buffer did not charge for let's get ready to rumble. You cannot use that term at all without paying him. little background knowledge there for time for some action. All right, you can kill that. Bruins lost tonight. They just won three in a row, but lost 3-2 to Minnesota tonight. Some of the penalty killing wasn't pretty. Well, it was kind of cool to see, like, we're going to call two penalties at once. We're going to make sure people watch this game. Give us all the 513s you could get. 
Well, look, Pittsburgh's the hottest team in the league, and they're a game ahead of the Bruins going into tonight for the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference. Bruins sit at eighth, Red Wings at ninth, Philly at tenth, and there could be a dogfight between the Bruins, Red Wings, Flyers for the final playoff spot as the season continues to develop. You didn't hear me say Pittsburgh because, look, if they've had to win nine in a row just to get to the seventh spot, I don't believe they're going to stay that hot. Though they're probably inspired by their new ownership. But you have a good situation lining up because you've got two original six teams in major markets battling for the last spot, and this could help out the NHL. Only in hockey can you have an 8 beat a one and this would be the year you pray for it. So if you have an eight seed, either Detroit or Boston, versus a one seed, Tampa, and possibly knocking Tampa out, you get the small market TV team out. I When I think about the NHL, I think macro. I don't think micro. So a seven seed Detroit or a seven seed Boston versus the Rangers would capture the large markets, and you would have two 06s going at each other in the first round. Worst case scenario, Panthers versus Hurricanes. Huh. Oh, my God, kill me now. So, I got to give it to the, the Bruins. They have, they've picked up some things. You know, there was a lot of malcontents. The break probably helped a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you could have Tampa versus Florida in one quarterfinal. <laughs> You're talking about two places that don't even get their places to 100% capacity. And one of them is the best team in the league for the most part. Florida, I mean, Miami, I mean, gosh. Don't get me started. Tampa 100% does get filled arenas right now, KJ. Who cares about Tampa hockey? Who cares about it? The American public doesn't. I can show you stats where San Jose versus Toronto is more interesting to a Canadian than Tampa versus the Rangers is to an American. This is the problem in hockey right now. So let's just pray that Tampa gets the Bruins or the Red Wings in an opening round matchup and Tampa loses so that way real people who have real populations can watch like real hockey. Like don't talk to me about any hockey team where when they walk out of the arena, when the game is done, it's 70 degrees out. That's not going to grow the sport. Yeah. You got a hockey team at high school for what? No. All right. Speaking of the uh, white stuff. Uh, you guys ready? Justin and Josh. Josh, thank you for doing a tremendous job tonight uh, in training. Uh, the other guy is, is Ethan Hawke. That that was the other guy in training day. The movies from 2001 makes me think, what are you guys, six years old when that came out or something like that? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you were. I don't want to share my age. Uh, yeah, I do it's uh, classified a, information. A good, a good lady never shares her age with a, with a courting man. I'm not trying to court you guys, though. Um. Boston public schools are closed tomorrow, about five inches around the hub. But, of course, you know, like Millis, Norwood, Waltham, they, we all get the dark purples. <laughs> like, like, okay, how did, like, downtown get, like, five inches, and I have, like, ten? I'm shoveling ten. So please be safe. Some of the last couple of days, like in New Hampshire and some of the places, the little remote areas, the ice has been kind of slick and not a whole lot of fun. Um, so this is crazy. This just shows you how bored I can be at home with the kid. So we're watching an episode of Peppa Pig, right? And Peppa Pig and her parents and brother, they go camping. They go for a hike in the woods. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, wow, a pig going deep into the woods. Wouldn't that be leading pigs to slaughter? 
is it just my mind that works that way? Because I'm thinking, like, if a bear sees these a family of pigs in the woods, they're they're done. Peppa's gone. Daddy Pig is going first. He's the fat one. All right, follow at Twitter at KJ Carson. Have a wonderful night. Be safe if you got to get on the roads in the morning. Thank you so much for hanging out with Late Night on WEEI. See ya! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.